Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual Awakening Show. I go by Brent Spirit, and this is another Kundalini Awakening Q&A compilation. In today's Q&A compilation, we'll be covering topics such as Kundalini Awakening, Integration, and Self-Care, the Schumann Resonance, as well as Shaktipat Gurus. You can join us for the next Kundalini Q&A meeting on Zoom. You can visit brentspirit.com slash kundaliniqa to register. At the moment, it's free to join. As well, you can check out the other parts of this series. There's over 70 talks and interviews on the Kundalini Awakening process on the rest of the podcast here, as well as my YouTube channel. Did you know that I have a flagship eight-hour video course out? It's called Grounded Spiritual Emergence and Integration. Together, we go very deep into how to embody your far-out spiritual awakening in the world as a human being. I'm really proud of this course, and of course I didn't rush to make it. In fact, it took me over 10 years of personal exploration as well as supporting others going through spiritual awakening to understand these concepts. I've put it all together in plain English and I've held nothing back. It's especially applicable for those going through an intense Kundalini awakening process. So if you're feeling ungrounded and energetically unstable, you can check it out at brentspirit.com grounded. Don't forget to leave a rating for the show on Spotify and to hit follow if you haven't already. If you have, thank you so much. I really appreciate all your support. Enjoy the episode. In this segment, we'll be discussing Kundalini Awakening and irresponsible Shaktipat gurus. I received Shaktipat and... Uh... 20, 23, about 20 years ago. Uh, and uh, I was given, just a, just sort of given the assurance that no matter what happened, my guru would be there for me and would guide me. Uh, you know, if things went wrong, if anxiety came up in a big way, she'd be able to, uh, to bring me back, to calm it down and would control it. Uh, and of course, she has thousands of followers. 20 years later, I suddenly, or 17 years later, I suddenly became extremely anxious about things uh, and was told, I didn't get to speak to her or any other Swami, I was just told, you have to find the help that you need. And that was it. I, and I was like, what happened to the, the, I don't know about this, the help that from the guru who's supposed to see you through this stuff, it that was a, I just wonder what, 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 what happens? Is that just yeah. not true? Or is she speaking in some kind of metaphorical way or in some kind of mythological or mystical way? So I guess my question is, if there is one in there, maybe there are more than one, what can one do? Yeah, it's, um, it's very difficult to have been dropped by somebody who, you know, told her that they'd be able to support you. And not only that, they, they stirred this up in you and then, you know, told you to be on your way and, and go find the help that you need. And that's a betrayal. And um, I think that that's, um, it's unethical. And the fact of the matter is that even though somebody can offer Shaktipat, even though that somebody may be a guru with lots of followers, there are still flaws and there are still mistakes that happen and grave mistakes. 
and and we see this you know across many traditions uh spiritual traditions we see schisms happening in in the buddhist traditions and and there's dramas and and all sorts of things are happening which reflects that you know this isn't uh a perfect game that we're playing this is this is a a very delicate game that we're playing and and mistakes do happen and they are made and uh so i'm sorry that you have happened to be a you know a victimized by the uh, irresponsible uh, work that that's some have been doing. Um, with that said, of course, there's still hope. And and from you, Tom, I know that you've had direct encounters with what we may call the goddess, the divine feminine. And so I invite you to lean into those encounters. And I can speak from my experience recently on retreat. I did a 10-day uh, Vipassana retreat with uh, Goenka. Um Excellent retreat, but they don't say a word about anything far out like Kundalini or energy or deities. It's very cut and dry. You sit with the sensations on your body. You become aware of the inhale and the exhale, and that's it. No clinging and no uh, no, no pushing away, and that's it. And so I, out of curiosity, because I'm a nerd about this stuff, I, I asked the teacher, I said, okay, you know, what what's what's going on with Kundalini in this paradigm here? And he looked at me like, oh, we don't do uh, that type of modality. He was looking at me like it was uh, like I'm talking about Kundalini yoga. I was like, no, I'm talking about, you know, the Kundalini Shakti awakening. He said, oh, whatever's coming up, we approach it with the same thing. Equanimity, no clinging, no pushing away, just bringing awareness to it. So I understood that this paradigm, they're not able to help me uh, with my awakening process. Okay. But... Like you, Tom, I have a connection with the Divine Mother. And so in my solitude, in my meditations, in my room, I would relate with her and 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 invite her to help me and see if she had something to say to me. And she was there and present and 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 you know was was with me. And so she's can be with us all in this way, even though uh the teachers may not be, the physical flesh teachers may not be. And so this is something that I would invite us all to lean into. If you have a relationship with the divine, go directly to the source. No middleman or woman is necessary. Go directly to the source. Um, and the source is within you. Um, it's it's useful to 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 relate with other people. It can be useful, of course. But even in my work here, I invite everybody to say, you know, maybe I can help you a little bit, but go directly to the source to a point where you don't you don't for uh, another person to help you because you know that it's you know it's within you so these are some ideas that you can consider but yeah i understand it's difficult um um to go through something like that uh personally um i think i've shared this once or twice but i i've been shown how to give shakti pot but i don't uh feel that i can um take full responsibility in the way that i feel that i would need to if i were to actively uh you know trigger this in somebody i'm not available 24 7 um, I've got my own things to do. I can't promise anybody that type of support. And so it's not something I offer. Um, but if there's a transmission that happens spontaneously through any of us, because we all are awakened uh, and it happens to another person, then I'm not responsible for you know um, supporting them in, in the middle of their night if they're in crisis. If it happens just spontaneously, just by encountering me or either of us, any of us, and we're off their hook. But if you want to play the role of Shaktipat guru and hold a Shaktipat event and people line up and you tap them on the head, then I think we're on the hook. And so like you, Tom, I, I do have a bit of a, a, a qualm with those who have let people down. And um, yeah, it's just the reality. People aren't uh, 
people aren't perfect in this field, even if they have some some very advanced abilities. So like that, I, I hope you can uh, can make peace with it and, and find your way. In this segment, we'll be discussing the Schumann resonance. So Vicky says, hi, Brent. What are your feelings about being affected by external phenomena such as solar flares, the Schumann resonance, etc.? There sometimes seem to be such strange and difficult energies that so many people feel at the same time. Or is it Kundalini purging globally? Right, right. So there are definitely some um, global energetic phenomena that have to do with uh, many different things, including the the solar flares coming from the sun, the position of the 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 Earth within the solar system, and and uh, the position of our galaxy within um, you know the universe and all of these types of things. And yes, there are some alignments that um, seem to either invoke certain energies or certain phases of healing and purging and rejuvenation and awakening. And um, they, they have an impact on a very large scale on the macro scale. We see the entire planet going through shifts. And this is why we see so many people going through an awakening at this time on the planet. And it coincides with some of the, uh, the, the, the messaging that was, you know, foretold by ancient civilizations like the Mayans, um, like uh, um, the Hindu system, acknowledge the different ages, and um, we're we're experiencing that for ourselves here around the planet. And then, of course, on a more micro level, we experience these things within the individual. So you may quite literally feel that uh, when there's a solar flare, you become tired, you become maybe a little ungrounded, maybe ecstatic, blissful. Maybe you go through some intense uh, transitions within your life, your work, your relationships, and maybe you aren't even aware of what's going on in terms of the planetary solar flare, Schumann resonance type of thing. And later on, you look it up and you say, oh my God, it aligns perfectly with the timing of what I experienced. So yes, there's many factors contributing to uh, the shifts that we're making. Um, personally, I don't know much about it, uh, but I do see that it's valid. I've experienced some, some interesting synchronicities around this myself. There's people on YouTube that uh, are kind of like, uh, you know, weather people uh, for the Schumann resonance, for example. So uh, every day or regularly, they are like, hey, here's the forecast. Here's what we're seeing. And the Schumann resonance has to do with, like, I, I don't even know, the electromagnetic energies of the planet. I don't, I don't even know. But uh, if there's something you're interested in, it's valid. Look it up. It could be another tool for you to make sense of your experience. In this segment, we'll be discussing Kundalini awakening, self-care, and integration. I've been undergoing my K-awakening for about four years. My life fell apart, and I want to know how much I should allow the physical effects of Kundalini to hold me back from focusing on getting my life back on track. Re-employment, career focus, financial stability. I feel that it's time to get these back into my life. The physical and emotional effects kept me back before. Okay. Okay. Okay, Tracy. So this is a common thing. This 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 uh, this journey, this process can really turn our lives upside down on on every dimension: relationships, health, career, finances. Um, those are the major pillars that, of course, uh, you know, are, are very difficult to deal with. What I've noticed, and this I lived this myself, and I don't know exactly if this is what you're going through, but I'll speak in general. 
is that what I've noticed is that when our life gets turned upside down, we look at the big pillars, relationships are crumbling, no job, health, depressed, no, no energy, I'm very tired. Okay. And so we think I need to get back into those arenas. I got to get a new job. I got to find a partner. I got to sort all of this out. But there are more minor pillars that we are completely overlooking, which we actually can get uh, some momentum going. And those minor pillars are self-care, just going for a walk, just preparing yourself a decent meal, uh, maybe just working on breaking some bad habits, like maybe, uh, you know, social media addiction, or, or maybe even things like, you know, gossiping, just addressing these little things, um, looking at around at your space, you can tidy up can do that stuff. You can maybe, uh, you know, connect with some old friends that you have haven't had a chance to talk with those minor areas. If we can address those, we get momentum going and then we can sort of find the, the the energy to reintegrate back into larger ways. Like maybe it's repairing relationships, like primary relationships, or maybe it's finding a new job and that sort of thing. A lot of people want to do like a zero to a hundred. It's like, I've been laying in bed for six months. My house is a mess. I haven't done anything. And now I want to just jump right back into my career and get a whole new job. But there's a lot of stuff in the interim that we can address. And that prepares you for uh, uh, easing back into the world. So we want to ease back into the world. We want to ease into integration, ease into embodiment. So, so look around, where are some areas where you can honestly say, you know, I, I could do these things. I could, I could start going for walks. I could finish those books I've been meaning to read this and that. And then from there, you'll see the momentum will build up. Inspiration will come. And then you'll be able to take next steps because life does want you back in the game. Life wants you to have a career and relationships and, and all this type of stuff. Life has put you through an awakening, not for you to sit in your room. Life has put you through an awakening so you can live it out in the world. And that time is coming. And, and I, I know it's coming um, because that's why you're going through this. But in the meantime, self-care, self-care.